Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate your taking the time with us once again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, and it's almost mid-September already. Another oh, no. <laughs> it can't be a really <laughs> another uh, successful SpaceX launch yesterday and landing. I think the 14th flight for that rocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like whatever, you know. Um, yes. You know, it gets to be routine, but it's not. So, and it's football season. We should mention that. You got a busy day ahead, right? Yeah, I guess I'm a Stiller fan. We're going to get our butts kicked today, but whatever. In the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, Aurora CEO Chris Ermson wrote a memo last month designed for the board, accidentally sent it to staff. It outlines a range of options, according to Bloomberg, from cutting costs to going private to a possible sale to Apple or Microsoft. You had some comments here. Well, you know, it's um, it's reality, I guess. You know, uh, you know, Chris is one of the um, really good guys of of this field, and has uh, been at this for a very long time. And <clears throat> as far as I could, you know, I've always seen as uh, as approached it appropriately. But um, uh, but it's a real reality check for for the industry. I think. I, you know, the, I guess the the challenge is is that uh, the whole thing is still pre revenue, and um, and um, and it looks like it's going to be pre revenue for a little bit while longer. And so the question is is you know how long can you hold your head above water? You know, uh, being pre revenue at some point that. <laughs> Um, at least the objective has been uh, to have this be, in fact, a you know very uh, highly profitable business, uh, and it's sort of different from <clears throat> at least some of the transportation world. Certainly, the mass transit world, which is you know basically out there going after uh, government contracts uh, and money from Washington. Uh, this has been a completely different. Uh, experience expedition it's been an expedition to uh, <clears throat> really create um, create viable corporate entities which means uh, which means customers uh, that gladly uh, pay for the for the products uh, that are that are produced and um, and so um, here we are and you know I don't know year what if, uh, if we start Saying we started at at, um, at DARPA, you know, we're we're um, approaching um, uh, year twenty, uh, you know, or, and give or take, um, and and we're still largely pre-revenue, uh, certainly on the driverless end. Uh, uh, there 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 certainly is revenue on the um, the advanced driver assistance systems or and whether or not that revenue can be um, 
can be uh, put in the balance sheet or has to be held until it actually works, which I guess is a situation that, that uh, Tesla finds itself in with FSD. Uh, but for the others, uh, for the system that uh, I know, you know, my second vehicle for Mercedes that has it, uh, in the Cadillacs, and uh, some of the Fords, and some of the Hondas, and some of the Accords, and some of the you know maybe fifty percent of the new cars in the in showrooms these days, and the Subarus, the Eyesight systems, and so on. Uh, those things are 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 in fact uh, the marketplace is responding, is buying them, and and one can attribute revenue to those things. But in the driverless end, um, whew, it's still pre-revenue, whether it be a driverless to move people or driverless to move packages or goods. And um, and, I, and you know this 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 technology has been sold on safety largely, or at least uh, you know I don't know if we did a did a survey of all the articles as to whether or not what was the biggest selling point that, that was promoted. I guess maybe it was safety. And uh, we sort of already know that safety doesn't sell. So, but what does sell is affordability, <laughs> making something that is useful cheaper. And of course, that's one of the things that we've been pursuing here in in new jersey uh, uh, really looking at providing mobility for people in some sense of course it has to be safe but that's not that's not the that's not the the big element the big element is affordability uh, affordability because if you look at the mass transit industry what is it you know the the fare box recovery is you know, less than 25%, way less than 25%. You know, and, and to have an opportunity, and, and why is that? Is just because it, it's very expensive to provide. It's much more than people want to pay. So what do they do when they look at the alternative of being provided mass transit? Uh, they say, well, no, I'll go buy a car, do it for myself, forget you. That's a better solution for me. So, of course, we have a nation in which we have, you know, 4% of the person trips, the 1.1 billion person trips every day being provided by mass transit at fair box revenues of that, that, that are about 25% or whatever that number is. It's small. What it costs to provide it, and of course the opportunity of driverless, which I guess is not as recognized as it maybe should be, is that is that my goodness, one might be able to provide that mobility for who substantially less than what it costs. Because if you look at the cost of providing the revenue or providing the mobility in those systems. Um, 75% of it is labor or more, whether it's a taxi, limousine, Uber, Lyft, New Jersey Transit. You know, 
It's labor. And the opportunity is to provide this mobility without labor. That's the big opportunity. And if you can do that, then maybe, in fact, you can put it out there such that people will say, my goodness, I'm willing to pay for it. And when you take that money, revenue, the business of this thing, you find, oh, my goodness, I can cover my costs and return something back to the investor. That has to be the focus. It's not it's not. It doesn't seem to me that here, you know, we spend most of our time reporting on what other people write. It doesn't seem to me they're writing that. What they've been writing lately is, you know, GM Cruz is losing $5 million a day. Waymo, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really looked for it. I, w- I wouldn't want to find it, their balance sheet. Oh, my goodness. It must be, and 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 the only the only reason I guess you would want to do that, it's not safety. It's to get to a point where the affordability is there, such that you can do some return on the investment. Which means you have to be able to build a business to get to a to a revenue stream. So we look at these, and you look at GM Cruise, and you know, whatever is if if. GM crews losing five a day, five million a day. You know, Waymo, Zooks, Ford Argo. My goodness, you know, Chris, Chris must be looking at his balance sheet and looking out there and looking out. You know, when's the first dollar really come in here? And and and, whoa. So, they certainly, yeah. they certainly aren't, aren't alone. They aren't alone, and they're all in that. And and you know, and and the question is, is who's going to carry it? And and Chris, is, you know, then that, that's a that's one of the top operations. And well, it, mobilize it, it, another company in this space, right? and it, it, mobilize it, another one. But you know, at least at least mobile is also selling into the, the car industry for the advanced driver assistance systems. And they also have Intel behind it. So and they a, have Intel behind it, but at least you know they can show revenue. Well they, they can show some revenue and and you know and I guess GM can show some revenue although although their their um, uh, super cruise is really a different group than than cruise uh, and cruise <laughs> and, and so you know uh, i don't know how they look at it on their own internal whatevers but uh, you know so at least mobile has has at least some revenue coming in there and and so you know and also with respect to you know going driverless for class a trucks you know, there are you know 275,000 of those things sold per year in the US, give or take. You know, and that's the addressable market there. Um, it's not the, you know, I guess the people trying to do it in cars, the 16 to 20 million cars sold per year that you're trying to get to, which at least I don't believe anybody is ever going to really get to it, sell driverless vehicles. To people like me, I mean, I'll, I'll misuse that thing, and it will be—I'll be shut down. 
And so, you know, I'm, I'm too irresponsible to, to, to have that being sold to me. But you, you can stop short and you can do, you know, advanced driver assistance and generate, you know, revenue out of that and provide some real value. And I guess that's what we're seeing in the marketplace. People are buying it, whether they're using it or abusing it, um, you know, you need to look. But, you know, to me, that's that's the fundamental business, you know, business 101 of this thing. On the subject of, of Mobileye, uh, they've announced that they're, they're starting testing of its level of their level four solution in, De- in Detroit with over 50 Neo ES8s. It says the model will be the basis of the robo-taxi services it plans to roll out with partners in Germany and Israel in the coming months. That comes from senior VP Johan Youngworth, JJ, I think he's called. Uh, he took part in these Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit this year. Yes, JJ, uh, bring them to Jersey. You know, hey, it's good. It's nice to see you doing it in Detroit. Uh, real value proposition there in Detroit. Um, you know, instead of calling it level four, I think you should call it moves style mobility system um, and and bring it to Jersey. I, it looks like it's a, it's a nice to see that you're, you're doing that. Um, um, and uh, in fact, uh, again, the opportunity here is to provide mobility is to get productivity out of each of these vehicles so that they're they're providing, delivering uh, 100, 150 person trips a day. Uh, you put these vehicles to work doing that uh, without labor, uh, or you know there is labor. There's labor back in back in the in the garage. There's labor in in the overhead and the management and so on and and, and running the company. But all of a sudden, you know, instead of run doing. Four percent of the trips nationwide, you can do 10, 15, 20, you know, out on the asymptote of this thing. Hey, sure, let's do a hundred, but we won't even talk about total addressable person trips. NVIDIA has a free dev- virtual developer conference coming up uh, September 19th through 22nd. Uh, it's focused on AI and the metaverse, and it looks like a, a really great lineup once again at NVIDIA. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is a really good lineup, and and uh, you know it, I did read it right. It is free, right? Uh, yes, it is. Danny did tell us that it was free, right? And and you know so so essentially, if you know if you're into deep learning or any of that, I mean you know the people are going to be there, uh, and so um, uh, that's a really good lineup that they have. Plus, in terms of uh, really trying to do this for. Um, for not only uh, advanced uh, driver assistance systems, but going all the way to uh, to driverless, to a driver, you know, Nvidia is uh, is putting it out there with with people who are, who are at least doing the the technology stack of this things, the, the sensors, the processors, the, the the algorithms, and the actuator part of this thing, and you know, it looks really good. And we look forward to chatting with NVIDIA and and Danny Shapiro about what takes place there. Stay tuned for that. Also coming up, Alan, the MIT Mobility Forum continues. It's online, open to all again, but you do need to register for this via Zoom. 
Yeah, and, and of course, a really excellent lineup uh, for the fall and recommend it to everybody. And it starts off uh, this Friday at noon Eastern, um, uh, this coming Friday on the 16th at noon Eastern with uh, Susan Handy. And they couldn't have a better person starting uh, this off than Susan. So it's Susan, uh, uh, it's going to be great. Don't go away. Stay tuned. But we'll be back uh, after this reminder about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. There's some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, you probably know, can be a good way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars, more from the latest newsletter. The Detroit Free Press reports GM's Bright Drop plans to offer self-driving electric commercial delivery vehicles in the future. When? A spokesman is quoted in this piece as saying the plans are not immediate, which I guess isn't a surprise right now. <laughs> what are you going to, I mean, yeah, okay, yes, <sighs> whatever. I mean, <laughs> at least they admit that it's not, but it's, yeah, the, the question is, what's the focus? At least there are some folks out there focusing on doing it um, as opposed to just using it as a, I don't know. GM's, GM's Cruise, which we've already mentioned, has recalled and updated the software in 80 self-driving vehicles. That is a result of a San Francisco crash in June that left a couple of people injured. Yeah, and, and I guess that sort of tells us a little bit how, how many vehicles they have out there in San Francisco. 80, I guess, is what they're using. So it's it's some and it's good and but it just goes to show you know what's involved here and what you what this is all about when you find you it doesn't quite do one thing then then and you trip over it um, you go fix it one's always trying to trip over these things and find them but uh, again one does not know what one does not know <laughs> world would be easy if we knew <laughs> what we didn't know. Uh, and, you know, Mother Nature is out there throwing all these curveballs and sliders and change-ups and who knows what at, at, at these things. And, um, and of course, you know, some of the other drivers are not necessarily uh, cooperating. Uh, not that they should be cooperating. Uh, nobody's asking them to cooperate. And one would like to have them operate as they should. But as we know, the big challenge with respect to, to the driving is the misbehavior of drivers. Uh, that's what causes the crashes. Uh, that's what's involved. Every and if everybody behaved, then you know certainly the the thing would be safe. So you know, and I always ask the question: Well, should driverless be better than a driver? Yeah, well, certainly better than a driver that, that's misbehaving. Better than a driver that behaves. I don't know. I mean, that is really good. When I pay attention driving, I think I am really good. 
problem is paying attention. It is, you know, if you if you look around when you're driving down the highway. Well, what am I supposed to do? I mean, come on, I'm not even be, being paid to do it. Oh, this is fun. I mean, come on, you know, Mad Men, you did convince me that it is fun. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> but, you know, after, after it gets old, <laughs> oh, it gets old. Oh, I, I hate to admit it. It gets old. Another interesting uh, thing that we should maybe just to mention anyway, in what recall means in this day and age of over the air updates. Well, re recall. re recalling doesn't necessarily mean we don't know what happened in this particular instance, I suppose. But if you say recalling a Tesla, that could mean just sending an over the air update or many yeah, other recall things. means fix it. Yeah. That right. means fix it. Now, in the past, you had to drag it to the to, to the to the dealer. Oh, my goodness. There's something wrong with the fuel system in in my car and it has to be it's been recalled and and uh and the dealer just told my wife you know a couple of days ago well we'll call you when we finally get to you i mean i guess it's not a real but then, then you gotta drag it to you know to the dealer oh my goodness all this stuff you know it's not that a sensor was bad on on the on the, the gm cruise it's not that an actuator was bad it's not that a computer processor was bad it's just that the software you know could use an update and guess what when 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 these guys need an update this thing reminds me and i have to make sure i plug it in overnight so it gets done so that is a really good position for us to be in because this stuff can be fixed essentially overnight. So it's not, it's actually good when you have, when you have one of these things, because my goodness, you found something. It is fixable. Some people did get hurt, but wasn't, you know, for them, it's not the greatest thing in the world, of course, but it's not, it's not catastrophic. And it's fixable and the, the you know, so many things in the past where, you know, when somebody tripped over something because it was going to be so monumental and trying to fix it, they tried to hide it. What was this business that GM had with respect to, to ignition in which, you know, if you put some, some other keys on, on your ring, it would like, you know, mess with, with the ignition switch, you know, I, some people suggested that GM tried to hide it. I, I didn't say that. You know, now, my goodness, thank you. We can find it. We have a whole data stream leading up to it. We can look at it. We can analyze it. We can whatever. And we'll write some more code and fix it. Boom. Beautiful. Over the air update. Bam. Fa it's, faster, it's like cheaper. You, the whole faster, cheaper, better, safer blah 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 let's go out let's use this and every time we see something you know that can be fixed let's fix it and you know apparently this is what these guys do with this thing or gals too not just guys absolutely 
Uber announced this week it's partnering with Neuro to test food delivery in those little unmanned vehicles in, in some U.S. locations. I guess this comes under the category of moving goods. Oh, yeah, it's moving goods. I'm not sure. You know, I guess Uber, Uber's looking to try to help out anybody, I guess. You know, the hard work on this thing is Neuro doing it. And Neuro needs to find the customers that will want it. Maybe, you know, Uber will find the customers for them and, and, and take, a, you know, take their cut. Um, and of course, uh, from Uber's point of view, my goodness, here we have this this platform out here. Uh, again, we you know we should be able to operate this thing with essentially no people. The labor costs is out of it. Anybody can use it. You know, you know, throw us a you know a little something, and and it's it's nice revenue. They seem so. to be focusing an awful lot on that Uber Eats business uh, from uh, even from last uh, year's uh, or this year earlier this year the Super Bowl ad. And they yeah, really are pushing it. Yeah, well, I, I guess yeah, they do have some expenses in doing that, you know, because they have to push that and they have to get people to realize that, my goodness, uh, uh, I want this stuff delivered to me. And then whatever anybody's willing to pay to have it delivered to me or to you, uh, it's got to split it between the people that do the heavy lifting of getting it to you versus the people who, um, you know, uh, just have an app or something like that that um, that uh, does it, um, uh, you know, really efficiently. So, yeah, I, I hope it works out for Uber. And Neuro is good for certain environments only, obviously. I mean, those, well, those I don't know about vehicles. certain environments. I guess they want to do it everywhere and whatever. I, I just, you know, it, it, it's uh, sure. Um, um, I guess, I guess it, it, it can be a business. And, and I imagine that with Uber doing it, uh, uh, they'll only do it for revenue, I imagine. And, and I hope Neuro will only move those things for revenue. And so there might be some revenue here. Another story that caught your eye from Bloomberg, EV makers Lucid and Nikola plan for stock sales as time runs out on cash burn. It's kind of like what we started out talking about, isn't it? Talk about, yeah, I mean, I was surprised they still exist, and but maybe, you know, I... I guess I was relaxing this summer or something like that. Uh, and look, well, when when is their when's Nicola's revenue opportunity? I mean, my I, if I look at what the market's been doing, which I try not to look at because <laughs> it's a new market these days. A roller coaster for sure. <laughs> some days you're really on the downside oh man i don't know i just uh <laughs> never mind i buy high sell low as matter I'm, I'm used to it so whatever <laughs> well, finally alan there's something else to look forward to tesla is holding its second ai day at the end of this month in palo alto uh, are you ready to meet the optimus humanoid robot uh, no, because uh, because I I, I think that I, I think that's silly to to work on that. But well, uh, you know. why point that out? Because that's what the media is going to be focusing on more yeah, than likely. But if it's anything like last year, we'll be learning a lot about other kinds of progress here.
Absolutely. And I think, you know, I guess I, I'm a person that's stuck in the mobility space, whether it be for people or for goods, but, uh, you know, having something that I can just order around or, you know, I don't, I don't use uh, uh, Alexa or any of those things and what I need. Uh, it's, yeah, do this for me. I mean, get me coffee. I, I don't know. It, 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 I don't, not interested in having a, a humanoid sit there and serve me. Well, on that note, we're gonna, <laughs> us, us humans, <laughs> as opposed to humanoids, are going to wrap things up. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us, of course, at smartdrivingcar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, Apple, Google, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Those smart speakers that Alan doesn't have can play us, too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week.